Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Good luck. Hey, this is episode 91 of Shooting the Breeze uh, with me and our regular guest now, James. Uh, say hello. Evening, everyone. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. You? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Other than the weather, everything else is grand. Yeah, it's a bit of a stormy type weather here. Trees falling down, roofs falling away, people doing the Michael Jackson Earth rendition <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a funny old time. Bloody snow tomorrow, the same. But... Yeah, I've seen that there was advertisements. I say advertising <laughs> snow, predicting snow for tomorrow. I don't think you can advertise snow either. It's coming <laughs> or it's not. <laughs> it's like, I just, snow's the, my most hated. I don't mind it, but I just hate having to defrost my car when I go out anywhere. It's a bit shit, yeah. I think that, like, I just hope it don't stick. It's just one of those that's like a small flurry or whatever. Because, boy, we've had it all, man. Earthquakes, storms. Did you feel the earthquake as well? I didn't feel it. Nah, never. It was over Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, so I hit him right around our area where I live. People going, yeah. oh, I'll be feeling it. The door was shaking, this and that. Nothing. I didn't feel nothing, bro. Obviously, with my noise, whenever I had my noise cancelling headphones on, I was just really yeah. sounding it. Yeah, I was playing Warzone at the time, so I wouldn't have noticed even if it was under the house, let alone anything else. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, a lot's happened since we last recorded, so um, I suggest we'll kind of get into the big points of stuff. Um, uh, the elimination uh, chamber happened. Uh, shout out to the kid who wore the Sting t-shirt. I don't know if you clocked that, and then the kid come out with the, the shot to the crowd. During like one of the matches, and there's a kid with a Sting AEW T-shirt on. Nah, I never seen. I, never I caught that. Like, there's one kid, yeah, next to all the fans, and like, they're all like shouting at me, and he's got this Sting T-shirt on, and they kind of cut away as quick as possible. Back to, <laughs> back to the match. Well, I'll have to keep. I'll have a look for it. It should be. It'll be online somewhere, won't it? <laughs> yeah, it was right at the beginning. I think it was like during the Reigns and Goldberg match. I think they kind of cut away, and they kind of like. No, it's um no. that that kid's there, the only one with a wrestling t-shirt. That's I don't know how, how they didn't flipping clock him. I thought it was great and that would have clocked him, but it's one of them, isn't it? But yeah, no. and I thought it was all right. You know, it wasn't too much of a bad show. There wasn't much notable things. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it was like it was a very short show. I felt like it was really short in terms of match times and stuff like that. For a Saudi show, it was pretty short. It seemed like a normal pay per view. Yeah, I'm just having, like, I'm having a quick look at the times now. There was two matches that were 15, one that was 12, two that was nine, one that was eight, one that was six. So it didn't seem very long at all. I was I was all for it to be fair. Like I was really I was like I sat down, open mind, and then. Bianca Belair won the Elimination Chamber and I lost interest in the rest of the pay-per-view until he got to the last Chamber match. All we're going to say, Liv was fire. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, the, little, the, the throwback, the throwback to, uh, what's her name, Britney Spears. Yeah. 
I'm surprised the curvy swords didn't come out. <laughs> I remember James texting me, oh, like, the curvy swords are coming out. I was like, fuck, you know. When I saw that outfit, I thought she looks, uh, yeah, she looks tempting. It did look tempting, but I just I looked at it and I was just like, I was awful. And it started one, well, and I honestly thought that she was going to win. Um, and then a part of me thought, Alexa Bliss had brought back this big match, and it's going to be that. And then Bianca won, and I just thought, as good as Bianca Belair is, I'm just bored of it. I'm just bored. It's the same. They're going to run a match again. All they've done is come in a full circle to get her back against Becky, Becky Lynch, a match that nobody really wants to see. Like everyone wanted to see Liv Morgan and her kind of end of the journey. Maybe it's maybe she's not big enough to pull the trigger on at WrestleMania. Fair enough. Then you've been building up to the who's coming back for all this time, and like, they're just literally they're thrown under the bush. You got defeated like it was nothing against Bianca Belair. Yeah, but you gotta remember one thing: it's Black History Month as well, and you don't want to be tired with the fucking oh this white person one, and you know it's, yeah, a, it's a bit of a ske- February is a bit of a sketchy month, man. It is, man. It is, it's like it is a sad state of affairs, like the way that they've done, mm. they've done it. Because the way that WWE been in the past, and the way that obviously TK is getting done with Big Swallow at the moment, you can't help but think that little extra bit of is it because of the colour of her skin that she's getting this push, or is it because you have her ability? Like, I really yeah, hope it's her ability. You don't want to no... me. Like, you don't want to think that, don't do you? Yeah, you don't want to think yeah. it's because of the colour of her skin because she's. A... She is a great athlete. It's just they're running too many rematches at the same time, and you want to see somebody else get a fair shake. And I think that yeah. that was the main issue. In it. Absolutely, but then like, I look at it and I think, is she good enough, or does she warrant her performance? Does it warrant having now, which is probably she's probably going to win at WrestleMania. So I'll be surprised if she doesn't. That'll be back to back big WrestleMania matches that she's won, and is she really deserving of two big WrestleMania moments? I think, like obviously we do a WrestleMania preview later on, but I think, I think Becky is holding a belt, man, because she's the biggest, biggest draw there right now. I think like drawing like, and like wrestling wise, I think she's one of the best workers bar AJ they've got on the roster. Yeah, like I would agree, I would agree, but I just, I just can't see them not. Pulling the trigger. I just don't think she. I just don't think she needed it. And when I when I when she won, I just thought like, there's so many other people in there. You, you've had her, and I know Dewdrop probably isn't the best, uh, but yeah, you know, Dewdrop is there? really getting good. She's kind of yeah, getting, getting into that role. Person. You know what I mean? And then she's probably not a WrestleMania stand at the moment, but like there's every single person in there has had some sort of history with Becky Lynch recently, and mm. I just, it just baffled me why they've, they've built up Alexa Bliss to come back and then she's lost. Yeah, and then they don't put a trick like that. Mm. It'll be a good match. I can't deny that it'll be a good match. Just, it just wasn't for me. Mm. And they just kind of, like, balanced out. But then... I thought, I the, think... I thought the Reigns-Goldberg finish was really good, actually. I thought yeah. him choking out Goldberg was the right move instead of him. That like Reigns doing the spear or jack at me kind of caught me off guard, you know? Yes, it's a, it, is, it makes sense as well. It's, it's, I'm hoping that's put that to bed as well. Man. I don't want to see Goldberg no more. Yeah, but you know, the money's right and fucking. Yeah, he's a draw then, and to be fair, he, he can still run. He never really could go to start, could he? Only have used to have like five, ten minute matches in his prime, but. Yeah, it's, it's just. He's still a draw. It's just there for the, you know, the. the You know, added whatever star, whatever it is, but. Yeah. You know, it's just it's what it is, ain't it, with him now? It's kind of like, oh, that's supposedly his last match or whatever, so. Yeah. 
have to see <laughs> where he true. goes, any because you know Vince is like putting out the checkbook, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm glad that they give time to Lita and Becky Lynch as well. If it's going to be Lita's like big last match, you know what? I don't <laughs> think it's a big last match. You know, I think after that performance, I think she's going to be like one of those that just comes in like every couple of months for a big show. Yeah, you know, like Edge. I think she's going to do yeah. the Edge best. She's not on TV all the time, but she comes in for the odd, you know, massive pay per view or whatever, and yeah, that's kind of rubbish. like. You know, it's kind of like, she, but she 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 put on a she put on a really good showing, man. Like obviously the fans in Saudi Arabia kind of gave her a hero's welcome, so yeah, you know. And um, I think I think the fans in Saudi were pretty much up for it, you know. You know, yeah, yeah, I think they've definitely come around to it compared to what it was last time to how it is now. I yeah. think there's, there's so much it's more accepted, but it's also like they're getting more involved. Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to Madcap. Fucking that slam that he took and he landed on his head. I thought he nearly died, man. That, yeah, that was, was nasty, match, man. That was one. Of, that was probably one of the probably the best match on the card. But yeah, that was not. Na- that was nasty. Like that bump that he took and he still kept on going. And I was like, fucking yeah. fair dues, man. And like you know, he finished the match and everything. He's probably got injured neck or something. I'm not sure, man. Because that didn't look nice, and they kept replaying it. As well. I was like, fucking don't replay it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't want to see a man who's been get who's been folded up on his head and think he's, you know, done, finished, probably concussed, man, after that. The fact that he carried on, though. And, like, you know, Corbin, was, like, luckily Corbin was there to kind of, like, you know, stall a bit. You know, because you yeah, can see he was, you can see he was, yeah, sorry, you can see he was out on, out on his feet for a bit. So, luckily Corbin was there, so I think they would have stopped it. Yeah, called it an audible. Uh, yeah. It was a good match. I think I agree with what you just said there. I think it was for me. It was it was the the better match of the night. Oh well, yeah, I think they're setting up for Corbin and McIntyre at Mania. Yeah, it's a few. It's yeah. gonna be a good match. Like the two big horses on there, they're gonna have a good match regardless. They're both good workers. I'd like to. I would still like to see Corbin a little bit further up the card in terms of. Yeah, I don't know. Always, always seeing him as mid, isn't it? like. Not that amazing, not that great. He had his kind of main event push fucking get fucked up by Cena, really, but that's yeah. Cena for you, any. Yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't put him in the main event, I don't think, but I'd certainly in and around. I wouldn't, or to be fair, I'd like them to do anything of any description with this continental title. I know that each change hands, but. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, Sammy's fair, like you having Sammy with it. I think it's going to be Sammy versus Knoxville for some weird reason, but. Then they already got too many. They already got Paul Lenny on Raw, so it's going to be like, do you want too much celebrity involvement? You kind of just want one person, and so, yeah, so I don't know true. where I don't know where that's going to go. In it. So obviously, got to keep an eye on it. But then I, I just feel sorry for all the Japanese wrestlers in that company. I suppose we'll get onto it. Yeah. At the end, it just seems like you know, it's, it seems like Boogs has been the biggest star in it. You know. Yeah, all yeah. he does is really play a guitar. That's I agree. I think it's we see it so often, so so often, and like you said, we'll get onto it. Like because as I've said, another big one that's moved recently. Mm-hmm. It just almost puts people off, and then obviously there was the the main event. What did you think? I don't know what happened with that buckle bomb. It's like is, is Seth Rollins fucking people up with buckle bombs again? You yeah. know what I mean? Or was that like kind of a work? Shoot, shoot work because obviously everyone's saying Bobby's injured or whatever. So I don't yeah, really know right. the true story. 
like it's a bit complicated when you're reading all the data sheets and everything. Like you don't, yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's a bit too muddy for me. Like you don't really know what happened. Like, cause the way he took it, he didn't take it well. You know, he's kind of slumped back, and you know, was it a shoot work where they didn't want him to get pinned again? Yeah, and lose the title. But then to have Lesnar go and just eliminate everyone in the space of four what minutes. Was it? Not even that, probably. Yeah, I can see it. So he eliminated Rawlins after 9 minutes 50. And then Austin Fury, who was the last one, was 14.55. So a minute and 10 seconds, it took Lesnar to eliminate Rollins, Riddle and AJ Styles. Yeah, and he just makes them all look fucking incredible. Yeah, but how many times have we said it on the podcast? They've completely destroyed the roster to make Lesnar look like a monster, even though everyone knows that Lesnar is a monster. Yeah, the problem with me at the moment is I like this version of Lesnar for some weird yeah. reason. I don't know why. It's just like the baby-faced Lesnar it just makes me smile. Like him hanging yeah. out with the kids and bloody smiling and cheering with the fans. There's something weird about it that just makes me smile. Like, they've, no, just, they've turned him baby, and they've turned him baby pretty well. This is for me, they could have just, like... I did see something just on Cultaholic, and I haven't read into it yet. Apparently, Lesnar went off-script to the chamber, but... I think he went off-script when he fucking kicked himself out. That's what I see. That's what I, I think that's a bit off-script, isn't it? I think they looked a bit... Everybody looked a bit like, what the fuck is going on? So that's when I read it. I haven't like, looked into it further, but I do wonder where he come out of the pod early whether Lashley was meant to like wasn't meant to get injured Lesnar knew that he was going to win so he just come out early and just started his like the closing routine otherwise he would have come out last wouldn't he which means the match probably would have gone on for another probably would have gone on for 20 minutes maybe 25 rather than 14 so has he seen that and think that's not meant to happen and just decided to get himself out of the pot and just get involved yeah maybe call it audible but in that situation you kind of like you know it was a bit like somebody needs to take the lead in it. Yeah, and I hate to say like Lesnar's the most, even though like AJ and whatever Seth and whatever they're all experienced and whatever. It's kind of like Brock was the main, you know, main guy, you know, promoted on there. And so yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. That like Austin Theory, the way he took the F five was like, do you see at the end he kind of like landed on his feet and then took the bump? Yeah. And was that just me? A bit of greenness, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of like it looked fantastic, like him flying through the air. And that it's like it nearly climbed out as well. I thought that was a fucking shoot, <laughs> literally, yeah, anyway. True, it was good, but like they give him three minutes, they give him the best part of three minutes, four minutes, just him and Brock Lesnar in the match. It was his chance to kind of get involved. I know he had the low blow and the kind of easy and a yeah. win sort of thing, but. I would have liked I think I'm still salty because I, I don't think that Lesnar should have been in the match I would have liked to have seen someone else in there because running title versus title at Mania is a bit uh, what, what would you bother me and Thingy like, I've been thinking that a constantly screwed finish for some weird reason well and it's like a no contest and neither lose the title <laughs> yeah because like you, then that means one champion has to appear on both shows isn't it Right, yeah. doing a Becky in it and like how long does one person keep the title for in it on the both cars or the they, give, they give it to Reigns because I don't think I don't know if, if Lesnar's not sticking around this Reigns is going to take both of them but but then they've, they've built they've built Lesnar and they've built Reigns so so strong and it's good that they have but they've built them so strong 
that you kind of in a situation where the only person that can beat Reigns is Lesnar. The only person that can beat Lesnar is Reigns. If one of them's got both titles, who's then going to take them off unless they... Yeah, then there's no credible challenges. Yeah, there's not unless they, he has to choose between which title he wants and then you go to a tournament for the title. And then whoever wins that tournament, it's kind of... It's a little bit pointless. Like, whoever wins the tournament, say AJ Styles goes and wins the tournament, I'll be all for it. But what was to stop him winning the... Elimination Chamber and coming away as champion, and they're starting the the build to WrestleMania because it just it just seems like they've completely cut off a story for me anyway. They've cut a story off for WrestleMania because they could have had two titles like programs that are running towards WrestleMania, so a little bit of here and there. Yeah, and I, think, I think it, both the main titles are in the same storyline. Yeah, I think you needed that. I think indeed, like if you're doing two nights, you need two kind of two separate belts, but. I, I suppose New Japan's kind of done the same thing, and it last year it was like one belt but two champions, and it so it's kind of like like booking of main titles has got a bit weird everywhere. Like, well, like in, yeah. in WWE and New Japan, it's kind of got a bit weird. I don't know about other places at the moment, but obviously it's one of them. But um, yeah, all in all, I thought it was alright, man. It was short and sweet. Did his job. Some finishes probably didn't like, but. It is what it is. We're on the road to Mania, and it so Let's see what happens. Yeah, and it was like you said, short and sweet. It was, it was a short show. Probably got to be shy of two hours in terms of match, actual match time. With the yeah, little bits got to be like two, two and a, two and twenty, two fifty. Uh, how can we it when the, when it was going through lockdown? I think we spoke about it before when there was just like short and sweet shots, like of uh, the pay per views. Everyone was enjoy anymore because it wasn't like a slug of four or five hours just for a standard pay-per-view yeah I think WrestleMania probably a bit three and a half like main show because you're doing two nights and yeah, you don't want to like, tire out the audience that much like you're going to have to do like three and a half each night yeah but it makes sense because the year that they had it where the pre-show was two hours and the main show was five hours the yeah. people in the audience must have been absolutely annihilated come the ending match yeah it's just that you keeping up that energy for about four hours or three hours is a bit of a slog because obviously when I went Tokyo when I went Japan it was like the show was pretty long and then yeah. we had the next day and then the next day the show was early but it was hard to keep that same energy the next day because it kind of tired out the first day and... yeah burns out for match especially when you've got back to back long matches because you don't very very rarely get like short five minute matches at WrestleMania, everyone kind of gets yeah, their time. Yeah, you're going to so. get your time in it. So, yeah, I, I, I'll probably say three and a half each night. Make it what <laughs> six hours, seven, six, seven hours, that would be. Yeah, six, seven hours total. Makes sense. I think, yeah, I'd probably agree with that three, three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, The Undertaker is now uh, officially a Hall of Famer. Like, well, the lead Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, finally. Yeah, I think in his hometown, you know, like, it deserves that spot. I think it's like, isn't it like a, it's not a separate thing, is it? No, it's kind of like Smackdown and Hall of Fame, isn't it? Yeah, I heard him. I didn't, I didn't click <laughs> on to it, but I did say I heard him announce it. It's um, Raw, it's like Smackdown plus the the Hall of Fame, yeah, which seems a bit after, strange. Yeah, James was saying that, like, TK's kind of fucking raging about it and saying he's going to eating to rampage or whatever bro just calm down it's it's undertaker and you know yes. okay it never worked for your company but if you're a wrestling fan 
You know yeah. what that dude's done, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, not like it's so, not like you can't move rampage through another time. It's not like he didn't put uh, Dynamite as direct competition yeah. to NXT. So it's, it's just part and parcel of having two big companies vying for the same spot, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like you know that dude. Normally, like throughout the industry, I don't think anybody can say anything because the body of work he put in. It's just. Okay, the- I would imagine there's a good percentage of the AEW roster that are only wrestlers because of him, so... Or wrestling, or, you know, yeah, I took advice from him and things like that. Punk, Punk, Undertaker, Baron Brian, I, had, I don't think Brian wrestled him, you know, but obviously he must have been backstage or whatever. Yeah, so, he would have met everyone, they would have had conversations with him, yeah. just that anyone that's worked in WWE will have had some sort of interaction with him at some point, Mark Henry, the big show, that was there. Yeah, I remember Keith Lee having an interaction with him on one of the old NXT kind of like things. So. Yeah, so he, he's going to be there, isn't he? He's going to be, um, he's going to be part of, in fact, I think I've seen that, um, it was on his, on the Undertaker show when he went into NXT to do the, uh, like, talk about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keith Lee was in that. So he's, he's definitely, he's had an effect on the, the, the whole wrestling industry. But arguably, he's going to be on pretty much everyone's Mount Rushmore, isn't he, of wrestling? I'd be surprised if he's not in the conversation at least. So, yeah, I'm happy for him. Really happy I for him. Yeah, doing it in his own town or whatever. You know, I think, like, uh, the person who, who do you think is inducting him? Like, me and James were talking about well, Fisher, like, what? Yeah. We're All talking about this, we're saying Vince. But some people are saying Kane. I'm like, I don't really want to see Kane inducting him. I'd rather have Vince, because you know, everybody knows the relationship between him and Vince. But yeah. is Vince going to come out on TV and, like, be not Vince? Yeah, you know what I mean? Has Vince never inducted anyone? I don't think so. I, I, did he induct yeah, Stone Cold? I'm not sure. Did Jim Ross induct Stone Cold? I think he inducted Austin. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but uh, I think that's probably the only one. If, he, if, he's, if he's inducted someone already, then I think, yeah, I think he should be Vince. If he hasn't, then I think he should always stay as he is without inducting anyone, and I think he should then be Kane. But I think yeah, I think he did Austin. Yeah, if he did, then I think it, it makes sense because it's probably the two biggest stars of the last 30, 40 years. Yeah, speaking of Austin, how do you feel about uh, Austin rolling up? I don't know. I really don't know. The, the thing is, the way that I look at it now, how many times have we had matches where someone's come back and they just haven't been what they used to be? Look at the match between the Brothers of Destruction and DX in Saudi Arabia for the best of, to ever do it, and it was an awful match. I know he's going to be proposal against Kevin Owens, and it's going to be like someone that can carry him through a match, but when did he retire? 2003, 2004? He hasn't had a match since. It's a long time to be out of the ring. Yeah, and to do it on a fucking big stage. Yeah, it's, like obviously it's going to get a pop. It's going to be the most popular match of the night. It's going to be all eyes on him. So you can understand why you do it and why Vince would want to get it and get it kind of in. But is he going to be unless he's been doing it behind the scenes? I know he has all his programs and survival programs and stuff, but is he going to be up to speed and is he going to be able to get to the point that they want him to be in a quick enough time? Because he's he's too big a star to have dark matches. Without it being reported up. Yeah, I think me and James kind of said he probably got the call. 
probably November. Because then you can go down to NXT and start training there or whatever. You know, yeah, get back into shape. Yeah, it's probably going to need some ring shape down there. And yeah, obviously, you know, Vince likes to keep down there quite secret. Yeah. So, but then I suppose the way that he was in the ring, he was never really a high flyer. So I can't, he's not going to lose his technical ability. No, he wasn't doing like fucking high flying crazy spots. Can you imagine him Austin doing a swan chop when he comes back with <laughs> crazy shit like that? Because you know, K.O., you know, everybody knows K.O. can do that. That's the thing. Imagine him jumping and doing a frog splash or some fucking crazy shit. Cannonball or something. I don't think I've ever seen him jump off the top rope, unless he's doing the axe handle. No, never. Like, I never, like, it's, it's like, you know, punch here, kick here, do a stunner, do one. Yeah, the Lufa's breath. Nah, I think it'll be good. It's going to be nostalgic, so I'm going to enjoy the match regardless if it goes ahead. I just hope that he... He's at least respectable. Yeah, I think if he got the call a couple of months ago and he's putting the work and whatever, I think he can come back and do this like, one shot or whatever because it's yeah. in his hometown and whatever. Or like Texas, wherever he, you know, he came from, his state and whatever. So, yeah. you know, they've kind of been building to it recently with like Kevin Owens saying Texas is this and whatever. Yeah. And the whole Bret Hart, you know, Canadian angle. Passing of the guard as well, isn't it? Pardon? Passing of the guard as a sense. I know that The Rock and Cena had their big match, but then The Rock had matches with Punk, which was seen as like he was the next kind of pushing forward. So maybe it's time for Austin to pass his uh, pass on to Owens and let Owens kind of move forward with that angle almost. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything from kind of the you know uh connecticut um uh, jay white kind of doing the doing some things like uh appeared in aew had some few matches in aew i mean the big thing he did was like an impact i mean turning yeah. on god and uh bringing the good brothers in i haven't watched no surrender so i didn't know what the pop was like or whatever so have you no, I haven't caught it yet, but I think James caught it very, very early on. It was like he was going to be the next big star to come through for the through the forbidden door, so to speak. Um, yeah. They've done it right with him as well. They've done it right straight away. Like the way that he entered in both the like, essentially both companies, um, like you just said, with the split up of God and bringing the Bullet Club and everything. I think they've done it right, and he's such a big star that it's it's going to get mainstream attention on them. I'm surprised. I don't, I'd like to say I'm surprised. I'd like to know how it works out with him being in Impact and AEW, whether it's it's the working relationship that they've got with New Japan or whether he's made that decision or whether Tony Khan's kind of recommended he goes there. Uh, what, to AEW? Um, to, well, to, to, to featuring both AEW and into uh, Impact as well. Uh, I think that's probably a New Japan decision because he's not assigned to AEW even though people are saying he's, he's signed this and that he's still signed to New Japan but he's just staying in America for his uh, like I think we spoke before about his green card yeah like his because uh, you have to for some weird reason you have to stay in America for like two three years or something like non-stop so since the pandemic it's probably this year he probably can travel to G1 I think yeah it's him back yeah, I think he probably can go back this summer because obviously he's not in the New Japan Cup, but 
I suppose we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's been doing the bits. I mean, been getting that mainstream attention. You know, it's yeah. not fair dues, man. You know, like, that's what everyone was waiting for. Everyone wanted to see. It. Everyone was kind of um, when is it going to happen? I mean, it's a bit odd him bringing the Good Brothers back though. Like, it's, like, it's like where do you play something like because it's a part of impact i know they've been on new like but they've been on new japan strong like the u.s tv product is like they're gonna travel to japan and things like that it's kind of a bit i know the reference reference them coming from tokyo japan or whatever but it's a bit of yeah, odd, I mean... it's a bit of an odd move and an odd swerve to have that um at impact and not at a new japan show yeah, no, I agree. And it just—it's almost as if they're a little bit, maybe too big for the Impact Tag Division, but they're, they're not needed in the AEW Tag Division because of how many tag teams and how many good tag teams are in that division. It does seem like you've just said I agree that they're just a little bit lost, maybe, or the the teetering with getting lost in the shuffle almost. Yeah, I just like I just don't know. No, I'm, there's going to be like a Bullet Club Civil War. Whatever. I mean, it's just. It's like how are they gonna play out in the middle of a pandemic? It's a yeah. bit difficult, I think. No, I would agree. Uh, I think so as well. I mean like, you know, even though like, our government doesn't wanna believe there's still a pandemic. It kind of still is a pandemic. Yeah, it's just a global pandemic. You just I think we'll uh we'll get released and then we'll end up back in a lockdown. I think it's gonna be that's the way that it seems to be going. It's but, a bit it's just, so like you know, just feeling a bit weird about it. Like, like it's just like okay, you don't want to believe that there's still a pandemic yet. Half the world hasn't been vaccinated, so that doesn't mean that another variant can't come along. It's like him, like the I know we're going off subject, but you know the scientist saying like right next to him there could be another severe variant, and he's like just fucking do what you want. Yeah, get back in the blind. Yeah, yeah. Most important person in the country's got COVID at the moment, the Queen, so... Yeah, the old dear. The old dear's fucking seen everything. I don't think COVID will affect her. Oh, I think she'll more. I've asked her before. <laughs> I, don't, I, I think she'll never die. The old, the old dear's... Uh, if she does die, I think we get a week off or something, but... You know, yeah, not, not wishing death on the old dear or whatever, but... Yeah. I, I, we, we get an extra thing we get an extra holiday day this year don't we because she's um, it's a 70th anniversary so we get an extra bank holiday yeah so she better really survive till then need yeah, another bank holiday bro I think we do get time off if she does unfortunately pass away but unfortunately she's a normal so she's never done <laughs> yeah that's a conspiracy theorist might think but <laughs> <laughs> Sending me to turmoil now with that. Yeah, Brian, trying to work, Brian Kendrick. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Keith Lee was an interesting move. Great pull. Great um, pull for AEW. I haven't seen the match or anything. I'm a bit behind in AEW at the moment. But, um, I heard his debut was good. Yeah, back to like, his best. But, like, like, obviously putting brackets in the lot. Is the roster now, like, stacked in the gills? Yeah, massively. But is it too it's, for me? It feels too stacked. It's like, yeah, okay, I know why you brought him in. It's Black History Month or whatever. And it's a decent pull for him, but like, there's like, so many guys, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's WCW of the late noise. 
they've got every single person you can imagine that's knocking around and they've got their they've got two titles but they've probably got 10 competitors that could be in each category they almost need a European title or another title to I, I, I think they need a thing of the head man. I hate to say it. I know a few people's contracts are coming up and whatever and a few people are like dipping out and things like that like but like after this contract situation I think he really needs to be careful on like who they're signing and yeah. where, what they're doing with them because at the moment it just feels like oh we're bringing this guy in he was in WWE and whatever we'll give him a little push and then that's it like kind of gone yeah go through like, a little bit like TNA did when like, back in like, the mid 2000s yeah, end yeah, of 2008 yeah. where they were just signing anyone that WWE left like granted they're signing big stars but even like Adam Cole signed him and he was a huge star but he's not getting lost in the shuffle but there isn't really anything for him to do because I, th- I think he's chasing the the title that revolution yeah so, is, then, is, that, got, like, is that if like... you look at all the people that are knocking around you've still got obviously you've got Hangman as a champion and just in the main title picture you've got Omega who's got to come back then you've got CM Punk you've got Brian obviously you've got Adam Cole if he was to put Keith Lee in there as well Miro once he's the kind of got out of his his title run and now he's kind of lost in the shuffle all of a sudden you can you can put like MJF as well who I would like to hope is going to be the next one John Moxley you just keep naming names and that's just for the main title and then if you drop into the mid card there's loads of people knocking around there and it just kind of feels like every now and again like you hope that someone's going to get a push like a like a jungle boy for example yeah you might I get think a push jungle, title run but it's never going to happen because they've got so many established stars that are kind of there expecting to be in the main event or expected to be in a title picture that I think it's it's only his I wouldn't say his fault but I think TK's played himself into a corner where at some point either this year or next they're going to be getting ridiculed online because he's had to do a max a mass exit of people and that might be because their contracts have ended but they've got to start releasing people soon yeah like their homegrown stars are suffering because of that yeah massively like, apart from MJF like Darby's kind of like went you thought Darby would have been a main event about now or he's just doing this thing with Sting like you're talking about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus they're kind of like the tag champions there they kind of could have been like Jungle Boy could have split off and kind of like you know started to get like you know a main event push and whatever it's kind of like it's kind of dragged the original people who were there kind of right to the bottom yeah I think it is and like the people that are over and there's been some success Lance Archer how many matches or big matches has he lost now nearly all of them yeah and you've got like I know you've got Jake Hager and you've got um, like Sammy Guevara and people that are kind of in factions and floating around but these are all people that they should be the ones like you sh- it should be Darby Allen, Jungle Boy Sammy Guevara them like in that mid-card title picture I know Sammy Guevara is at the moment but like having that option like because they, they should be getting some sort of attention on them but if you've got a choice of having Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen or CM Punk versus Brian you're always going to go with CM Punk versus Brian it's it's kind of like you've just said it's putting them in a situation that once he's like retire are the ones that they want to then take the company over can have enough experience and enough kind of gusto about them to hit the ground running and go from there yeah it's, a, it's kind of like detrimental to that little that mid-card scene 
Yeah, or the, the stars that they brought in at the beginning when they didn't want to be the fucking company that you know gets some steals of the like one of the WWE talent which is kind of turned into which is uh, like the point on great matches I hate to say like you know it's one of them it's like it's just I suppose just keep your eyes peeled in it and see what the sketches yeah. I mean even Dan hasn't, hasn't even got a shake yet and his buddy is one of the biggest merch movers they've got so yeah it's just Absolutely. really odd. I mean, it's I just... Been... Sorry. That's what I was saying. Like, it's, it's already got to the point in a couple of years where I followed it and, like, we're always, like, we, we talk about wrestling all the time in the chat, but we're always playing catch. Like, you've got WWE that are on three nights a week and now all of them, and that's over for the course of, what, like, 50 years. And AEW are already on three nights a week if you include Dark and they've got the Monday show as well. So... They're oversaturating the market already. Yeah, I feel it does feel like the market's kind of like there's so much content out there and there's not enough time to catch up on it. It uh, seems like think... that at the moment. You're kind of picking and choosing what you really want to watch lately. I think it's come to that point where it's like if there's a good match in a different company or there's like that heel turn or whatever, like I was going to watch an also and they're just because of like, J- like Jay was there, but like now I heard about that heel turn. It kind of makes me want to watch the heel turn and kind of find out what the pop was. Kind of yeah. like, do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's kind of like you're picking and choosing that. Like what content you want to watch or like how much content you want to watch. Yeah, because I'm thinking off the top of my head, with the exception of Thursday. Because I don't think anyone has any sort of thing on a Thursday. There is big wrestling every single night of the week at the moment now. America, like if you're counting the Japan stuff, that's kind of like it's sprinkled in between the week and yeah. weekends. There's like nearly, there's always a full week of wrestling, it seems like. Yeah. One of the companies has always got a pay per view of some description as well. Yeah, and GCW seems to run like two nights a week, like for the, every weekend, and even though I don't seem to, I just catch up on their little big stuff or whatever that they're doing. Yeah. And they always seem to be running something. So. You get burnt out. Like as you said before, when it was WrestleMania weekend, it was like 14 days or something after that, just straight wrestling. Or 10 days where every single day was wrestling, whether it was Joey Janela stuff or Ring of Honor stuff or Japan stuff. Yeah. Like it was just constant, constant wrestling in the build up to WrestleMania weekend. When you get there, when you get to the big event, you start to one lose track of everything that's going on because you had so many different companies competing at the same time. But you also then just burn out. Like you don't want to watch any more wrestling. Yeah, I think it's like, like we live in the content era. I think somebody coined it. Like you can easily flipping find any type of wrestling any time you want. It's yeah. like I think I think they should go to kind of like the MMA. Even though UFC has kind of got a lot saturated now, because they seem to be putting on events every other week or weekend or whatever. Like the old school UFC, they just used to be like one every two or three months. I kind of like, I know you can't go back to the days of, I mean, like, I've been like, I know AEW does it, but you can't go back to the days of, I mean, like, one TV show and like one pay per view. Like, you kind of like, it's just, I don't know, it just needs to be a little bit of a cut down. Maybe the shows need to be shorter, like we said earlier, or maybe there needs to be like a way where you can just watch certain matches but obviously they don't like you they don't want you to do that they want you yeah. to watch a whole show in it unfortunately but yeah 
kind of like I think like if you can just click and like okay if you heard about it on the internet but then you, if you go on the internet you get spoiled and it's so yeah. it's double-edged sword isn't it that we're living in right now we're living in strange times isn't it so no, I, I hope you I think things will get sorted out probably by the end of next year I think yeah I would hope so I think so as well yeah. I think coming the end of next year I think everyone will be in the place where they need to be I think the the whole infrastructure of the wrestling world will have changed I don't really want to say it, but hopefully Vince is no longer in charge of WWE because it's almost unbearable to watch yeah it seems like it's a lot of people say he's signing up, he's not signing up, whatever, this and that, but we'll have to see what the sketch is. But uh, one of the big news is was uh, Cody uh, dipping out. Yeah. A bit of, a, you, bit of an odd one. Bit of an odd one. I'll I'll be interested to learn a little bit more about it because um, from a lot of reports that I've seen, apparently Brandy had a lot of heat backstage and she wasn't very well liked. I don't think that would have played into the decision as much as it probably seems at face value, but um, that was from AEW and also people from WWE in their time there. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. If it's a case of he's left because he wants to, or whether he's left because his wife is ruffling a lot of feathers and he just wants a, an easier life. I don't know, bro. Like, it's a bit of an odd one because on screen she was kind of like doing these bits and pieces and being the. You know, I can't say the word, but, you know, the double whammy uh, on yeah. the screen. And then kind of like, I don't know what she was like backstage or whatever. It's kind of like, a, it's like kind of like some reports are saying he had heat with TK and whatever. And it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It's just, a, you're going to go from an EVP to a talent. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bad thing. I know a lot, of, a lot of people are talking to me coming back to, you know, the Fed and they're like, I, I kept saying with James we had this we're like running bets and I kept increasing the bet and I'm like it's just going to be like it might come in like you know like a house of fire and whatever but it probably just go back to mid yeah I think if he comes back I think you'll I think you'll just be in NXT I think you'll just be NXT champion I don't think he's going to go to NXT I think because too many people still kind of remember him like as long as you don't come back as stardust i mean yeah. yeah but it's like a bit odd going from an evp to kind of like just standard talent like, i wonder because obviously they came in as a as a group really didn't they with him and kenny omega and the young bucks are kind of like the, the founding fathers yeah but he like like the book said in the book like uh, I think some people say in the passage of a book that he was the last one to kind of agree. So, yeah, and it was like, you know, like it'd be interesting to see if he's back before Mania, because a yeah. lot of people saying he's going to be back before Mania and this and that. Like when I was watching Raw, I thought Miz was kind of like alluding to flipping Cody and kind of that promo. Yeah, so. He's just he, he'll be he'll be the, the night after WrestleMania, won't he? The big the big returns, him, Bailey, I would imagine as well, because the last what two Raws have been absolutely slayed, haven't they? After WrestleMania, for lack of like involvement in people, so yeah. it's a quick win. If they, if he is part of the company, or he's going to be part of the company. I can't imagine he's left on real bad terms with AEW because his brother's still there. But I think it's it's just destined, isn't it? WrestleMania, get that out of the way. The war after WrestleMania, drop him in, and then just start up a feud with someone. Yeah, 
go in with what's his name the US champion oh, I can't think what his name is Priest yeah Priest uh, maybe that maybe that's the maybe that's the one yeah it'd be interesting to see where he ends up like because like you know he did that whole fucking shit against Triple H and whatever and the music that he had and all this and that and it's kind of like oh but now you're going back from fucking being a sellout and getting the money yeah it's kind of like one of them for me do you know what I mean you don't yeah. break a fucking throne with a hammer on it and then fucking go running back unless the money's good unless it ends up being him versus Triple H or something death like that no I don't think fucking fucking Hunter seems to be cut out the whole thing man. Yeah, it doesn't know he's been in ill health recently, so hopefully he's like he recovers well, but he just seems to be that sick now, like he's Yeah, I mean he's seen Stephanie, so, you know yeah. Stephanie has like been a big part and you don't even see her, so it seems like they're cutting everybody out. Yeah, it didn't seem shame for a while. This stuff makes you feel like they're gonna sell the company. Get yeah. rid of the get rid of the family involvement as much and then once it kind of passes ship it off to the the biggest buyer. Yeah, and a lot of people have been talking about The Rock, which is a bit weird. Yeah. No, I wouldn't mind The Rock buying it because The Rock knows what he's doing. Yeah, it depends on what value they're going to want, aren't they? It's got to be in the billions, surely. Yeah, I'm sure The Rock's yeah. only made fucking that much money. I'm trying to think of... Uh, I think, is it... I'm sure it's June this year that the deal for the SmackDown changes. Yeah. Okay. Or they've got the option of then going through the deal for SmackDown and seeing how that changes. So it'll be interesting whether they've waited until then. Like they're trying to filter out, and then in June, is he they're going to be bought by everyone? Because the HBO own Raw and or the rights to Raw and NXT. And USA on the rights. So. Yeah, and then it's Fox that owns SmackDown. So if USA Network can get all three of them, then they've got the three biggest assets of the company. So it's just going to be a case of finalise the deal isn't it yeah I just uh, I don't know man I just I'll have to see how it goes isn't it? see what the sketch is isn't it? see what the really so, man. I, hope it, I hope it doesn't go the way of um, WCW because that was obviously Turner Sports that has become more and more commercial I'm hoping it's got people that are still like wrestling all the way through to, to make the big decisions if it does get sold yeah, I think you don't want to clear out more of the people you know about wrestling because obviously that's the industry and it, you know. Yeah. And then if you don't, then you know it's gonna go fucking kaput. Innit? So yeah, uh, Matt Cardona became the NWA champ, which is a bit of a shocker for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I really like him. I like it. I liked him when he was in WWE. I like how he got himself over with the the. Internet champion and yeah, I think dodge. he's got a few belts. He's got the Impact Digital Championship as well. I think. Yeah, I think I, I think he's a good wrestler. Like he, he seems to put on a little bit of size as well. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I only watch NWA Power in like bits and pieces, and I, I watch yeah. NWA if it's on, and I watch it. But that's star power. That's that's another person. Like I know he's not like the main eventer, but it's a name that people recognise, and he's going to be a. Obviously, he was in GCW and he won that title, and it was all eyes on that pro, like that program for a little bit. So, can't do no wrong with him being there. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
a bit interesting just to see how it goes, I guess. Uh, like I said, I'm not much of a... I take NWA in small doses. Uh, if somebody... Yeah, I, think I think it's... It's trying too much to be like the 80s. That's the thing that kind of... Not puts me off, but the kind of... The takeaway that I always get is it's trying so hard to still have the 80s aesthetic and the 80s, like... I mean, I know that's why NWA was popular for, but I do think they need to modernise it just a little bit, just to kind of... Just get it over to that next step, maybe. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I just like it's just like an odd one. If somebody says that, oh, there was a good, really good match and whatever, I kind of like kind of check it out. But then, apart yeah. from that, I'm not really watching it religiously. Yeah, I'm not watching either. Yeah. Uh, have you watched a card of Nitro? Because I haven't watched it. Uh, I haven't even heard. Uh, I know, I know, Carter retained. So, like, kind of what, like. Um, I, I can't kind of say anything about the match because I've had a chance to catch up on it. Yet. Yeah, I think we can both say that it's it's a five star classic because that's almost a guarantee, isn't it? That it's going to be a five star classic. Probably. The they're all the time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but like I said, I'm probably want to finish this. I probably going to start that. Uh, I'll probably catch uh, it. Catch it. it. Yeah, because I, I didn't have a chance to kind of. Uh, catch it over the weekend obviously babysitting and doing adult stuff and so I do want to see it though like I know I, know I can't retain though so yeah and uh, the New Japan Cup uh, will be coming up uh, I think March 3rd it starts so it's yeah. not far away actually I know they got the anniversary shows next week and the week after and it's like 48 people in there which is a bit of an odd one quite a lot of people I think I sent you in the bracket didn't I the bracket yeah in the bracket I'm, I'm looking at it now like how do they do the drawing with it to get like so many people have always got a boy in a match uh, I'm not sure about the boys you know a lot of people have been complaining about that online I'll be yeah. honest like who, why did this person get the boy why did that person get the boy I don't know how they work that out I think there's a lot more people in here this year and that's why it's like normally a 32 man thing, but they obviously branded out to 48, which is uh, quite a lot of people. And yeah, and it just seems like every single every single round has got a buy in it up until like to get to like the next round, like looking at like a card has got a match, but then if he wins that, he's going against someone that's got a buy. So it's like, how does that, how does that work that out? Yeah, I think that's been a big complaint online about how they work why they've done that and why certain people have got boys um but like i can't really speak to what's happened on that unfortunately yeah i don't know why maybe it's because some sometimes i don't understand why because okada's champion and despi's champion normally champions should get a boys in it and a lot of the champions haven't got boys so i don't know what happened with the booking there it's just yeah. I think I'll get to it. Like, there's a few bangers in the first round. Like, Ishii yeah, like, Shingo should be a banger. Like, Osprey versus Bushi probably be a low key banger. Um, Despi and Akari is definitely going to be a banger. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like, I do like the way they mixed it up this year. It's not like all heavyweight people, it's kind of like. Yeah, 
yeah. junior heavyweight, young lions, and you know they kind of got most of the roster. And it's unfortunate that the announcement of visa issues kind of came a bit too late. Yeah. For that, so I think for the next two tournaments, they're probably going to be getting in some fresh faces. That uh, kind of like about. Yeah, just the only thing that, like, looking at the bracket, the only thing that confuses me a little bit is just like you're going to get big matches in the semi final, and then, like, on one side, so looking at it from me personally, like, on one side of the bracket, like, you're going to have Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay probably in the semi final of the tournament, but then if you look at the other bracket, or the quarter final, should I say, before you get to the semis, but then the other other quarter final, like, of the people that are on there, there's, like, Chase Owens, Tangaloa, Tiger Mask. Like, it's going to be either Shingo or Tomohiro Ishii, but they, their quarterfinal match isn't going to be against anyone of, like, significance, but then you've got Abushi versus Osprey, which could, if it was the final, people didn't, like, wouldn't bat an eyelid against it. So it just seemed, it just, it just feels a little bit, I know they've got to give someone a run that's probably not expected, but... Just seems a little bit of an imbalance with the the fact that everyone's getting the boys as well. But, yeah, I think it's too much. I think it's too many people. Yeah, like, I, not, I would agree. Not that it's like okay, it's you know, like the fiftieth year and this and that and whatever. Like it, it just seems to be a bit too cramped. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. I think the final is going to be a banger no matter what because like, yeah. it always it always is. Do you think is going to do it again? No, Akada's not winning the, the, the tournament because Akada needs a challenger, isn't it? No. So I think I, it's going to be... I think Akada gets to the quarters and then yeah. dips out yeah. to somebody there. And then I think... I've I got this strange feeling it's going to be... I think Hiromo's going to like, probably be in the final or Cobb. One or the other. Cobb's definitely going to be in the final, I think. Yeah, I thought I was looking at this just like it's either Cobb or Osprey. Yeah, I think I think it could well be Cobb versus Osprey in the final. Yeah, wouldn't be a bad one. Hopefully, Taka Mikinochi wins just (laughs) because I've seen his name here and I love him. But Taka's Taka's great, you know. You know his theme music; it just comes out with like it's like just a swear word straight away. (laughs) Taka's theme music, like in Japan, it's like starts off with Taka is coming, motherfucker. And it's like, uh, how much better theme music can you get with this rare weird at the start? I'm there for it. I think that'll be good. But I'm just looking at it now. I think Al Phantasmo versus, if Will Ospreay wins his match against Bush, I think that'll be a great second round match. Yeah. And Phantasmo is a... Uh, Ospreay will put him to a great match. Because at the moment, he's been like... I know he's been in England or whatever. He's having those great matches. It's kind of been a bit off. Yeah. Uh, with like the gimmick they gave him and stuff, so... Bit sketchy, but like I think Os- Osprey can put anybody to a fucking good match. Is Osprey? Yeah, 100%. you know. What I, mean? I think like like I said, uh, for some it's either Osprey, Bushi, Mont, and Cobb. I think they're one of the main three front runners. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think mm. that's that's gonna be. I do. I think I think Cobb will beat Akado in the semi final. Yeah, and then get to the final and. I don't think it'll change Osprey because they don't normally put group members against each other in the final. Yeah. So, they're in the same group together. Like, people saying Old Khan has got a kind of a shot as well this year. Like, he's a yeah, lucky dark horse, yeah. Great Khan. His first match is against the Boucher. Yeah, that's a bit... 
bit of a sketchy one, isn't you? Pondy say Ibushi, isn't it? I would. I'll, I think it'd be Ibushi. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still going to go with Osprey and Cobb, I think, is going to be who I'll go with. Mm, yeah. Uh, last night is a good old Kyrie. has gone back to uh, stardom, well, Japanese promotion. Thank God. Because <laughs> she's probably the most wasted talent I've seen in the WWE Women's Division for about five years. Yeah, it's kind of like she had that NXT run. Which was great, and then to kind of come up to the main roster, and it was kind of like a bit of shit, and it unfortunately. It's just like you mentioned at the beginning, you feel sorry for Japanese stars and WWE. It's like, how can they get it so, so wrong? Like, obviously, with Theo Shirai and her and Asuka, who kept them going all the way through lockdown and all the way through the pandemic era, and then to kind of really like just drop all the way down the car. They had three people there that all of them, they could have been Raw, SmackDown, NXT champion, all three of them at the same time. And again, you, you, you wouldn't be out of place. And they've simultaneously ruined all three of them one by one. Yeah, I think Asuka's next in Gepio. Do you think she'll go? Yeah, I think she's going to go, you know, unless she's got a base in the States. I hope she does. Yeah. She's so good. She's just been to carry the company so, so much through the pandemic and then just have nothing. You haven't seen her since the pandemic era. Yeah, literally you haven't seen her You haven't since. seen her appear or do anything. You thought she'd be in the Rumble or something. Unless they're keeping her to come back after Mania. Because like, yeah. obviously, you know what they do with that WrestleMania, they just fuck her up in it every year. And we kind of always complain about it, but... Yeah, I never really give them a chance. I'm hoping I'm not going to pin too much hope on the books. I'm pretty sure it was last year we were talking about all the possible returns and how good it would be, and I stayed up and watched it, and there wasn't a single one. Yeah, I like you know. I just hope that you know. I think that Stardom's the right place for you know because Stardom's kind of like on the rise in like Japanese women's wrestling. I think when the when the borders open, I think you'll see Tony Storm back there as well. Yeah. And obviously that's kind of like a home base and obviously they're affiliated with New Japan and stuff like that so uh, that was like Brie Priestley's kind of last stop till um, she'd signed with NXT UK so yeah. has she done anything in NXT UK? I do not know I do not watch it I've stopped watching it since the pandemic came because there's no takeovers no nothing I know there's good matches on there people are working hard and whatever but it's just it's always it's so little promoted by WWE that I couldn't even I'm guessing you know Dragonoff's still their, their champion I could yeah, tell you yeah. their team champions are Dragonoff and um, Miko Sakam- Sakamura I think are still their champions yeah because I saw like fucking Ilya Dragonoff turn about a progress show with the title so it's kind of like, I do want to get to a progress event soon there was one in Manchester the other day and Gresham was there defending the Ring of Honor title. And I thought, yeah, that was pretty sick. That's pretty sick. I'm looking at Red Pro as well, but I just don't want to, have to tra- I don't want to travel to Southampton. I know they've got one in Manchester coming up soon as well, but... Yeah, I don't mind travelling to Manchester. Now, I think Gabe Kidd and Osprey is the next title match, which I do want to see live, apart from, like, Gabe Kidd kind of, like, fucking went off on the internet uh, a couple of days ago. I don't know if you know anything about it, but... Um, no, I didn't. It kind of, like, had a mental health breakdown online and whatever, and it was kind of, like, calling everybody out, like, The Rock and all that. 
Okay, so, man. Yeah, and then kind of like, he said, oh, like, you know, are you going after my mum and this and that? And like, kind of just went a bit crazy. Like, the internet is a, it's a bit of a shit place, you know? But yeah, yeah. Just one of them, isn't it? You know, I think like, somebody termed it best, like, people like that should have, like, either not be on the internet or have social media training in it. Yeah, with like some sort of coverage. Like, I suppose you've got, to, I know that that's what they should do, but whether they're in a situation where they get supported by that, but they they should be made aware of that. That should be something that's ingrained in their training. If they're going through like in ring stuff and promos and stuff, I think like handling like social media and. It's not even that, it's in like any entertainment industry. And, yeah, any person or any whatever young people old people whatever when you get famous it's kind of like we're living in the age where like fucking anybody can talk to you instantly and yeah you know it's kind of like it's not like you know back in the 80s or 90s or whatever there was just like a set group of media people that can you know uh, talk to you or whatever and translate you out or whatever you didn't need to see it because you want to look at the morning papers or whatever on the internet it's just constant bombardment which is a bit scary, man. And like people putting up people's addresses and like fucking getting their details and telling them to fucking go here and go there and stop. When you're threatening people, it's a bit sketchy. Yeah, that's right. I deleted all my social media the other day. Got rid of, <laughs> got rid of Instagram. Got, I still kept Twitter because it's the gift that keeps on giving, but. Uh, yeah, got it's of... still toxic as well, man. You got to be in the. Oh, it's toxic. Don't get me wrong. I'm more of a scroller and a comment here and there, and like my favorite threads and whatever. I look at like some yeah, musicians or whatever, I... but they're not that. The musicians I look at are not really that famous or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember that like, <laughs> Streets of Rage? Yeah. You remember Streets of Rage? Yeah. The game, yeah. You know the composer guy. Uh, yeah. Yoshio Kazilo. He's got a Twitter and stuff, and he p- posts like some of the old files and things like that the music and how he made it and stuff and I find that stuff like very interesting so I kind yeah, of scroll like his stuff and whatever and add a comment and then here and there no, I don't really comment on anything I just I just have it because it's just something about me laugh but like Instagram and the way that people were and the way that like the people there's like I've never both. used anything from Meta you know I kind of stayed away maybe yeah, I have okay. Facebook here around within Instagram here and whatever I I've got no intentions of using it for any time soon. Yeah, I think it's like more should be used now for self promotion. Yeah. Anyway. No, I agree. I think like obviously we use it for the show and whatever and this and that. I think like now we've come to like the point where if you're a content creator it's basically needed now. I think that's I mean this like kind of argument with somebody else is like if you're a content creator and you create content you kind of like it's kind of like the only direct way to get to people if you're not kind of like in the mainstream media aspect of it yeah so I think it's kind of needed for that but like otherwise kind of like if you're just a normal Joe on the street you don't really need to be spouting your opinion on every single last thing that's going on yeah no, I completely agree so I don't really get involved with any sort of Twitter arguments like I'll read things on Twitter when I'm scrolling through and I'll see it and I think you just it's either pathetic or I don't agree with it but I, I would very very rarely comment on it just because 
people are so uneducated about certain things. Like I am in most situations, so I wouldn't ever comment on something that I'm not 100 percent on. But the way that people speak about certain things and the way that they think they know everything, I just can't be bothered to get into an argument because they're never going to let it win. You're never going to get them to see a different point. So yeah, I think the problem really with social media is well, everyone's in the echo chamber. It's like everybody wants their point of view to be right, but then it's kind of like it's it's not that way half the time, is it? You wouldn't speak like to somebody on the street. Yeah, you know I mean? but you're all right saying it if you've been anonymously online through a keyboard. Yeah, there, there's no, no repercussions for it. It's a sad world. It's a sad state of affairs. But <laughs> I feel better for it. Like I don't, I don't scroll through all the much. I scroll, my my screen time was down like three hours, fifteen minutes. Yeah, it um, kind of sucks up all your time as well. It's kind yeah, of you right. want to kind of do something positive or whatever. It kind of does suck up your time. You don't realise how much time you spend on your phone till you're actually looking at your phone. Yeah, because like, I use it for work. Like, there's been days where it's been like 10 plus hours that my phone screen's been on because it's been constantly on for work. Yeah. And I thought, nah, I need to get that down. But like, literally the first day that I cut out all the social media, it was down by like three hours, 15 minutes, or four hours, he's loads of Yeah, and it makes you feel better as well sometimes. Yeah, it does. Like my headspace is clearer. Like I just, I just feel more comfortable. I've got more time in the day to do, just do things, yeah. rather than be sitting there getting lost in, and why everyone playing on my phone. Yeah, I think like like a digital detox every couple of months is pretty good, for anybody yeah. or everybody. Like I'm kind of the same way. Like, I try and stay off it as much as I can. Yeah, like, mental do, recharge. Yeah, I do scroll through. Like I said, I can't say I don't scroll through, fucking Twitter and Reddit and whatever. But it's just one of them, and it? it's kind of like trying to keep it to as much as a, a minimum as you possibly can, and kind of do the more things you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, like, like I enjoy like just watching wrestling or TV programs or reading yeah. a book or whatever. Or, you know, I think there's better ways to spend your time. I guess. Yeah, and that's what I've started doing. Just watching more, I wouldn't say educational stuff, but just learning about things more on a. YouTube than watching the same thing I'm learning about Dante's Inferno at the moment so that's something that's just it keeps the time passing but it's productive rather than just sitting there watching sets basically yeah YouTube is alright man YouTube's not a bad place like if you're not on it as like a commenter or whatever YouTube's alright just to know certain things or learn certain things like or mm. like podcasts and things like that I guess yeah like you know but yeah, I think uh, we leave it there because I know you got some things to do. So, uh, do you have any social media left? Or... Uh, literally, I've got Twitter, which is James Wall fourteen, and I've still, still got Twitch. Twitch, which is James Wall fourteen. I haven't streamed in a while, but it's it's set to come back at some point. So, I'll oh, pop it in nonetheless. Yeah, uh, forgot my last point is: Have you played the Cyberpunk update? Because a lot of people um, have been raving on about it, saying James was. Saying it was great and because uh, I've got the, I haven't upgraded my Xbox yet. When I, I bought the game, I spent seventy odd quid on it. I played like three three hours of it, and it was dog. It was unplayable compared to what everyone else could see. So yeah, I'm gonna get the new Xbox at some point, and then I think I'll re- I'll run through the game again then from start to finish. Yeah, I think the next gen versions people are saying is absolutely uh, what it should have been basically. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's decent because it'll make me want to get a, a, or commit to getting the new Xbox because I always talk about getting one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I might, like I said, I might nick my nephew's PS Five and 
give him a run because he's got a PS5. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, check it out. Half of my money, yeah. Like I paid half of it. Half of, <laughs> half of it, so yeah. I think I deserve a very weak of Cyberpunk. Yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, um, I leave you to the lovely uh, British weather. Uh, yeah, the I, lovely traveling. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to Wolves, man. It's a bit of a rough one, eh? Oh no, I come from it. It's gonna be a, a journey. To fair, this time or not, hopefully, it'll be about forty minutes each way. So it's gonna be too bad. Hopefully, the traffic's gonna be cleared by now because it's kind of like six years and and it's half term and. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about it. Hopefully, anyway, Luke will appreciate it. I think she listens to the podcast as well, so <laughs> she best appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and kind of like filling in for Fisher half the time when he's stuck doing family stuff. Yeah, well, I always appreciate the invite. Closing in on episode 100 slowly but surely as well. Yeah, episode 92 will be the next one. I'm getting there. I'll have to do something special for the 100. Yeah, all for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cheers for that, buddy. I'll uh, get in touch with you soon and if any wrestling events come up kind of like locally Birmingham Manchester or something enough to make a weekend of it or something yeah always happy to drive to Manchester not a problem with me mate yeah cool man take it easy no, I appreciate it I'll catch you soon see you soon yeah. bye, bye. bye.